0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMS,
2: people, I I went on a date with a guy who was like, "Yeah, I don't really like believe in empathy." What? What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's just like you can't screen for everything, you know. You try on on the apps to make sure like that they're liberal if that's what you want, or that they don't have kids, or if that's what you want, you know, like things like that. But you just you can't. So
0: you have to go on these first dates you have to like try and see this message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals not psychiatrists or psychologists if you have a serious problem please seek professional help the national suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 There's some damsels in the DM.
1: Yes, queen. <laughs> tell
0: us what's the, uh-huh. what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. You? In the you? please tell us what's the vibe. Of- DMs, DMs. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the
1: DMs, the
0: coming up podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Osh. And today we
1: had Talia from Dating Intentionally, which is a podcast and an Instagram page. And she basically is a dating expert who has like the best advice that I have heard in a while actually. Except on our podcast. Except on our podcast, obviously. You know
0: what I really loved? How many times in your life have you met somebody who's gone on 64 plus first dates?
1: Not every day. I I mean, I know that I've gone on a lot of dates, but I don't think, I think that 64 beats me by like tenfold. She, I think she's done it the correct way. I mean, she made this a fun kind of almost like an experiment and she does talk about that. She made it such a fun process for her and I think that's why it works.
0: Ash is like it's the correct way unless you move to Paris,
1: unless you go to Paris and and find someone there. And
0: on that note, let's get into it. Do it. All right, Talia. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's so nice to have a fellow dating podcaster
1: on the pod with us.
2: Yes, I am so excited to be here. Thank you. I was
1: listening to your podcast, and honestly, I was like writing down notes because I'm like I need even though we're a dating podcast, but Talia, the, the advice that you give on your podcast is so relatable and just like so many key takeaways from that. I can't wait to talk to you about everything.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so like, I can't believe when I hear people say they listened, uh, it's really funny in my, in my DMS when people are like, I was crying listening to your podcast. I'm glad you were taking notes and not crying.
0: <laughs> so yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about dating intentionally, how you started it. We also know that you have a meal prep company. So we'd love to hear how the company got started and then how you made the transition into the podcasting world. Definitely.
2: So Work Lunch started as a side hustle back in 2016. I was working at Elite Daily, writing about all topics like relationships, health. I was also like writing about Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift. It was like that time. It was great. Uh, I loved it. Best job ever. <laughs> and um, and I started working lunch on the side. I was like, why not just start a blog, get into that? And then, you know, Elite Daily we kind of got bought by a different company. They got bought by Bustle and they let everyone go. So I turned Working lunch into my full time. And by 2018, it was like full time. I had figured out the subscription model and I had now have a team and we have thousands of customers and I get to play with food on Instagram for a living. No complaints. Except that I got a little bored of the food thing. So I started dating intentionally on the side just as a way to keep my creativity flowing because I love social media, but I'm like, I just can't talk about reheating chicken anymore. I need to like I need to talk talk about something else. And uh, I had a really big breakup in twenty twenty one in the summer. and then I was you know kind of dedicating my free time to dating a couple months after that. and I just I really wanted to start talking about it online. I just felt compelled to just start for
1: fun. Wow. Amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about as far as you feel comfortable about that relationship? Because I think, um, if I got it correct, this is a six year long relationship that broke up last year. Right. And also, um, if you could touch on what you learned from those six years to apply it to your current dating life right now, and if you're single or not, I don't even know if you're single. Yes. So, okay. Right now, not single my dating,
2: oh, yeah, my my dating journey turned into a success story. I found wow. someone we've been together for like five months. Amazing. Um, yeah. There. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm an open book, happy to answer any questions about my previous relationship. I just can't name him. Um,
0: you know, just
1: tell us his address and his. Address.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me just tell you where he works. No. Um, so yeah, we, we met on okay. Cupid in wow. 2015. Uh, and we, you know, we, dated for six years. We were living together for three years. So we were everything but married. And I basically broke up with him and I realized I could not marry him. He Mm -hmm. was like talking about engagement. I'm like, you know, I basically realized it took me five years to realize what I needed and like a month to realize I was not going to get it there. Like, so that was the biggest thing I learned was, well, one about attachment styles, two about what I need as a person in a relationship. That was the biggest gift I got from that relationship. So when I was single, I'm like, okay, I know what I need. I know how to spot an avoidant person. Mm. Not going to go down that road again. Spoiler alert, I'm avoidant.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Love that. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. so,
2: which I learned in therapy. I was like, oh, wait, shit. Uh, yeah. um, so I, those. Were, so when, when I entered into the dating world, I kept my needs at the forefront of my mind and Also, making sure I chose someone who was securely attached or trying to, aiming for it. We can't always get it right, so that was my approach. You know, I I waited three months after my breakup to get back on the apps. I was like jumping; I could not wait. I was like, "Yes, I get to be single." I was so happy after that breakup. So, like, I can't ever remember a time I was happier. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love that, that really says that that relationship was not the one for you. But I'm so curious. So avoidance can't be with avoidance.
2: Well, okay. So you know, attachment style can change based on the dynamic. So my ex was avoidant, and I was definitely took on the anxious role in that. But then, in when I was single, it turned out like I leaned more avoidant. Mm-hmm. So he, so I, I definitely could see myself because avoidant and anxious are the two sides of the same coin. Like they basically. It's like they just have different ways of acting out, mm-hmm. and like, like their what how they get activated shows up differently. But it's like kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in a lot of ways.
1: Is your current boyfriend are they anxious, avoidant, or secure? I'm really. i think he's secure.
2: And what are you like? Right? I think I'm secure. I'm moving towards secure. Oh, right. I'm in therapy. Yeah. No. Like, like he's definitely. You know, you can feel it once you know it. You can feel when something is when you get when your attachment pile is activated, right? You can feel like, oh, I'm feeling a little anxious, or oh, I'm feeling a little like this is too much and I got to run away. Like, avoid a little it. crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, again, like that's why I was so excited to be single and dating is like with all this
0: awareness and knowledge, I felt so powerful. Like, I got this, <laughs> you know? I'm really so curious about how long you were single for before starting the podcast. Let's see, I think like about six months. No, no.
2: I started the Instagram account six months and the podcast like almost like a year. By the time the podcast came out, I was already dating my boyfriend.
0: Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So the the Instagram account started first.
0: Interesting. So like how did you decide in the six months while you're single, like, okay, people need to hear about this? Like I should probably start sharing this journey.
2: I mean, in, okay, so in college, I also had a, I had like a sex blog. Like I was like chronicling, I was like such a slut in college. <laughs> so I was just, I, my friends just like loved, it was like a game. It was like, my friends were just like, they just wanted to hear the stories. They were just like living like, curiously through me. No one wanted to like live with me in the dorms. Like I was like that person, <laughs> whatever. Um, so I, I've always been interested in this topic and I really do think that if people had healthier relationships, like a lot would be better in life, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like, I've always been interested in this, but you know, I don't know. I just felt like in dating, I was having so much fun and everyone around me who's single. I have other single friends at age 30 and like everyone's miserable. And I'm like, why am I having fun? And everyone else hates it. So I said, why, why I to
0: are it. you having fun? And why does everyone else hate it? Okay. Yeah. I have some <laughs>
2: theories I love to hear your take on this, but I think, I think I'm having fun because I don't care if people like me back. I do not, like my self-worth has nothing to do with not getting the swiped right on or not getting a response on the apps or whatever. It's like, they are lost. like I have an abundance mindset. Also, I think that's actually the biggest thing. Like I know there are always other people out there. I know that even if I ran out of options on the apps, new people are moving to Seattle all the time. New people decide to sign up for the apps, new people get out of relationships. So like I knew even if it felt dry, there would be more to come. And there was, Mm -hmm. I met 64 different people like in this year, (laughs) like I, I dated 64 different people. I mean, I matched with hundreds. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I matched with hundreds of them. So like, they're out there and I'm having fun because it's like, well, this, this doesn't work out. There's more like, yeah.
1: These 64 dates were they um all first dates or were they kind of like a mix of first and second dates
2: All, all 64 first dates wow. ended up turning to like 200 total dates like I dated I tracked everything That's also what made it fun it's like an experiment it's like what can I learn what are the patterns like I wanted to figure
1: it out <laughs> like wow I I'm impressed that is that is so impressive what did you learn from these like 64 first dates? Like what were the key takeaways from that? So what I learned from these
2: 64 first dates, the first thing is that if you don't know what you want, it's really hard. Like you don't, you're kind of just like blindly just kind of going through your matches and your dates. So if you know what you want, it's easy to be like, yes, no, yes, no. Yes. I can date. Hmm. No. So, you know, it's like, that is what I learn like you really need to know what you want and need in a relationship and use that as your compass and don't stray oh the hot guy over here or the hot you know whatever like you know the girl who lives next door like convenient no like focus on your goals <laughs> blinders you know that was like I met some great people who just weren't ready for a relationship you know how many people I ran into who was like there was a point where I just kept going out on dates with guys who just got out of a long relationship like a month ago. And I'm like thinking back to where I was a month out of my long relationship. I'm like, you're not ready. You know, I was like six months out from that. So I was ready, but they, and it just, you know, so it's like, I'm not going to go down that road because I know where you are. Um, the other thing I learned, like it's good to date outside of your type. A first date if you're not getting married to them right it's like right okay you spend 45 minutes over coffee like it's really low stakes so my current boyfriend not my type mm-hmm. <laughs> madly in love with him so <laughs> wow.
0: yeah and i'm really curious about okay so I hear a lot of feedback from single people exactly in the position that you mentioned who are in their 30s and they're miserable. They feel like they're never going to find somebody and it feels like, you know, this is going against the plan that they set for themselves. And I want to know, like, how do you stop wasting your time? Because other than what you talked about with like somebody who just got out of a relationship to be able to instantly see that they're not ready because of that circumstance, what do you think are some of the other signs that people can gauge to figure out that somebody isn't what they're looking for. I think a
2: trap that we often find ourselves in is like, we see someone with potential. That's Mm -hmm. if you are sitting there thinking like, he could be so whatever. No, no, he's gotta be, as I say, fully potential. Um, Like, I don't know where that quote comes from, but like that. Yeah. It's not my quote, but (laughs) yeah, I think that's one trap is the potential trap. Like, don't focus on what they could be or how they could be if they just did this one, if they just texted you back faster, or if they just planned more, like, no, focus on, I always say, let them show you who they are. So if they're showing you that they're not texting back consistently, they're not planning dates consistently, they're talking to you without planning. That's who they are. Wow. So You get to decide if you want to deal with it and accept it. Or just find someone else because there are other people out there. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. And also, like, when you think about dating and we think about the most people out here d- dating, not everyone, to find a person, right? To maybe start a family, have a partner, whatever, one person. Obviously, there are other types of relationships you could have if you're poly, but, like, a lot of people just looking for that one person. And, yeah, like, it's going to take a while. <laughs> most people aren't going to work. Like you're looking for something special. So I think people get frustrated because they're like, I keep having first dates that go nowhere. And it's like, yeah, because you're looking for something really special or as special as you, that's not easy to find. So you have to go through it. Hmm. So it's like that attitude shift, I think is really helpful for people, especially in their thirties. Like, you know, it's going to take a while, accept it.
0: Yeah.
1: What number was your boyfriend on that? 66? Um, 56. 56. Okay, great. Yeah. So, okay. And so, then, like, okay. okay. So, like,
2: let's see, but let's also just remember that, like, the first 25 to 30, I wasn't ready for a relationship. So, you can date okay. not be ready for a relationship, but like, I knew that I was meeting great candidate, like, great options for me, but I was still like, you know, I don't want to do it. <laughs>
1: like, yeah,
2: I want to play. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, great. And then, how did your relationship develop from the first date to where you guys are at now?
2: This is a weird one like we, he tricked me.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, he matched with me a month before he moved to Seattle. Like he, he already had a job in a place here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is promising. Um, but like our number beyond on the ass and he were talking and talking and talking. I'm like, okay, like let's meet. And he's like, okay. Like, give me your number. And we were texting and he's like, so, um, I'm not in Seattle yet. Do you want to do a virtual hangout and at that point i was going on like a date every night at that that week and i was like fine whatever i can squeeze in like a, i'm already getting ready for a date i'll just squeeze in this like zoom oh, hangout <laughs> <laughs> yeah b- before my date so we had two of those before he moved and we were like texting like not every day but like a couple times a week he called me twice like he kept in touch with me and i was kind of like why is this guy like so persistent This is Mm. so weird. Okay, I was like, whatever. You enjoyed the virtual hangout. I can't say I loved it. I just,
0: (laughs) I just kept
2: being like, I couldn't find a reason to say no. You know what I mean? I and that's another like kind of green flag to look for. It's like you, if you meet someone and and you can have a conversation and you find them pleasant, polite, and like whatever, and you you can't find a reason to not like them, why not? Mm. You know, and like you're allowed to date just to see just to keep seeing if you find something you don't like, you know? Yeah. And then he moved here. and Then we had our first date. It was fine. Like not- nothing to write home about. And then second date, also fine. Still wasn't sure. Third date hit it off. That was when it like, oh, I was like, oh, there's. That was in person. That was in person. That third in-person date. So that was like six weeks after we matched. Oh, and we wow. Had already, yeah. So he like, he, on his end, I was the first person, the only person he went out with in Seattle wow first person he met and only person from the apps in this time period and he just knew he wanted a relationship with me he was like yeah I'm good (laughs) I'm done (laughs) I was like you (laughs) just got (laughs) to Seattle like don't you want a sample and he's like no (laughs) he played the long game yeah he did good
0: Good job yeah
2: Yeah. But also like, good job Meek. Like he's so not my type. Like, (laughs) yeah, he, he is so So like, I isn't your type. He has long red hair and Mm -hmm. a beard. And I'm like more clean cut, like into blonde, like all American looking guys who are like, yeah. And he's like tall and gangly. I like more muscles, I guess, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, you know, but again, it's like, he, meets all my needs and he is like an emotionally available person who wants a family wants a relationship like he's a he's like a not serial monogamous like he's been single in his life that's also a red flag like someone like who's always in relationships you know he's not one of those so yeah i just kind of like kept giving a chance until i was like oh i actually like him
0: hmm This is so funny to me because I was a serial monogamous. So that was a lot of the reason, something I talk about on the podcast a lot. And um, what you said about dating potential kills me because, so I've been with my boyfriend today, literally today for seven years. And when we first started, thank you. When we first started dating, um, I was very much dating the potential, but let me like explain so seven he, years ago there's a lot of potential <laughs> yeah, <laughs> early 20s I dragged I mean, him off a of fraternity floor is what i do very... not literally but essentially um and he was giving me everything I wanted in actions like everything that he was showing me was what I wanted But his words were not matching his actions So I convinced him for a year to date me But like what I was liking so much was about like all the things that he was doing So it was weird for me and it was kind of like a mind fuck because like what I was seeing was different than what I was hearing But I in stuck- a good way,
2: right? Like that's the thing. It's like usually it's in a bad way yeah, But this yeah. sounds it's like in a good. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah. Like he was a person that I wanted to date, but he didn't want to date me. And he kept saying he didn't want to date me, but his actions were that he wanted to date me. Exactly. So and then and he, then, realized he was crazy. and <laughs> Yeah. And then his family was like, you should probably just give it a chance and date her. And now here we are today. But, you know, I don't think that that is a strategy that works for everyone, but I wanted to ask you about that. If you think that like somebody is showing you what you want in their actions, even if their words are not matching, do you think that that can be an amendment to the rule?
2: Only if you're young and you have time, (laughs) if like, if you're on a timeline, no, like if you're like, because what if, like, you know what I mean? Like there's no guarantee you like I'm a fraternity. I assume you're like early twenties. That's so much time. Like you had time on your side more, which is like a hard truth about being a woman dating men in your thirties. It's just kind of like, you got to keep that timeline in mind if you want a family, if that's what you want you know, so I would say like, can of work? Yeah. But like, just keep that in mind. Like it's not guaranteed. And that's something it's hard. You, you know, you got to make decisions. Cause what if you were chasing him for, uh, like for six years or something, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Ash. So going back, cause I'm still stuck on the 60 plus yeah. dates. Like, I'm just so impressed by it. And I know I keep going back to it, but what like inspired you to do that
2: (laughs) okay well so i moved to seattle uh from new york city um during the pandemic and so part of it was like and i work i live i live alone and i work from home so part of it is just like i need to get out like i have friends here and i just can't hang out with them every night like that's just not realistic so it's like okay like dating was kind of a hobby like it was a way for me to get out every night feel nice get dressed up even if i wasn't excited i'd get excited and I get to, got to see new bars, explore different neighborhoods. So I was motivated just to explore and get out because I'm not a homebody. Like I hate mm-hmm. staying home. There's nothing worse than working all day at home and then like staying home at night. <laughs> like I hate that. So yeah. So I, th- I think that motivated me a lot. And then also just like, again, the experimentation. I, I was really just trying different things, like testing the rules, like testing, like all these like theories online that you see, you know, that's <laughs> was fun.
0: And with the 60 plus dates that you went on, when you're going on them, are you like, okay, you're number 38 and I'm starting to feel bored. Or are you like, like, are you counting them? Are you going through like Here was the issue with number eight. You kind of remind me of number 10, but I'm going (laughs) to give you a second chance, even though number nine didn't get the second chance. Like what's the comparison level between them? There's a lot.
2: I have a tracker. I tracked, I can, I'll send you guys like the key, like the visual on DMs, but um, I, let me pull this up. I tracked all kinds of things, like what apps I met them on, um, how many dates we went on, where, where our first date was. And I would track things like, oh, this is more of a friend vibe oh this just isn't a good match yeah if I have one for boring first date I have one for they gave me the ick like I have this Mm -hmm. like emoji key so like yeah I think there was like some I did was able to see patterns it with by tracking it and remembering what I liked what I didn't like um but yeah I would say like I ended up rejecting most people yeah and and I think the most frustrating thing is like I learned you can't screen for everything, you know, like Mm -hmm. my biggest thing, one of big things is travel. Like I really love travel and I want to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm with someone. My ex didn't want to travel and he made a lot of money and he had the time. He just had no desire. He wanted to buy a house. And I'm like, screw that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm renting forever. (laughs) Like (laughs) let's travel. Let's screw the mortgage. Um, so I kept dating guys who were like, I was like, they were great, but then they told me they would never wanted to leave the country. And I'm, I'm like,
0: weird. Mm, yeah,
2: yeah which is like okay fine there's plenty to see in america but like no you know not for me no. And so, or i'd run into people i re- I, did, I went on a date with a guy who was like yeah i don't really like believe in empathy what? <laughs> what yeah yeah and it's just like you can't screen for everything you know you try on on the apps to make sure like that they're liberal if that's what you want or that they don't have kids or if that's what you want you know like things like that but you just you can't so you have to go on these first dates you have to like try and see <laughs>
1: So, and, were you in Seattle this whole time for this experiment? How yeah. were you able to find places, or were you like, did you have like this one place that you would always suggest for a day? So yeah, I did like have all one staff spot. would know you, and they're like, yeah. this.
2: <laughs> I have a couple of spots that I would suggest that are near me. Yeah, that I like. Um That, but I didn't go there every time. Like, I wanted, to, I wanted to find someone who's like been here for a while, and showing me their favorite place, which did happen um they're until new. I was yeah. Are you telling them about the podcast? So yes, but (laughs) it's because I got caught once. (laughs) And here's what happened is I dated someone I really liked. And like, I, we had like 10 dates. We were dating for like a month and I really liked him. Like, it was like, finally, it was like number 51, I think. Like, I was like, finally, finally. And I was going to tell about the dating account, but I kept not having a chance to tell him that I have this account on Instagram, which he never would have found. And I kept posting about him on Instagram, positive things. And then one of my followers decided to take it upon themselves to screenshot what I was saying, find him on Instagram and tell him. And then he ended it with me, which obviously like, okay, even though what I was saying, he acknowledged, he's like, even though what you're saying is positive, like, this is weird. Like, I wish you just told me, I don't care if you have a dating account. And I was like, I was going to tell you.
1: But to end it over that, I'm sorry, what?
2: He was a Virgo. I don't know. <laughs> you can't. You can't go back with a Virgo. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm just. I I'm just kidding. But like, but yeah, it was. It it was. That was probably like. So after that, I made sure to bring up my account and podcast within like the, the first conversation on the exactly. apps, the first date. Like I was like, I am on it. I am not. And you know, I don't understand why this person like wanna thought they had the right to meddle with real people's lives. Mm-hmm. But that really sucked.
1: When did you tell your current boyfriend about, or have you told him about this dating experiment? Well, obviously, because yeah, it's a your podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think yeah. about it?
2: He, uh, he doesn't care. Like I told no. him, I'm like, well, even, even without the podcast and my account, like I have a very public life on my work account, which reaches almost half a million people. So wow. like, you know, my ex had a really big issue with that. And it was, and so I do have to date someone who's okay with like, live, like me being showing my life, like if we're, if I'm cooking for my boyfriend, I'm going to show that, you know, like, cause it's makes it's relevant to my business. And yeah, so he had to be okay with that. And then with the dating stuff, he was like, it's fine. And he's just not sharing his name where he works. Um, he's allowed, I'm allowed to share his pictures, which is great. You're allowed
1: to, or you're not allowed to share? I am. Okay.
2: He doesn't mind if he, if yeah, he doesn't care, but he's like really chill.
0: Okay. I have two questions that I feel like everybody listening to this is wondering. First one, I'm in New York City. I have a lot of single friends in New York City. A lot of them complain about New York City for dating. Do you feel like going to Seattle helped some of your success rate here?
2: Yes. Are <laughs> you kidding? Absolutely. I dated in New York City too. And I think New York City and LA are probably the hardest places to cities to date in uh, for various reasons. Um, but Seattle's easy. Seattle is definitely playing on level one you know, New York is like, why do five. you think, can you elaborate on yeah, that? Because one, there are way more single guys here in okay. New York. It's flipped. there are more single women. So guys have the advantage. Women here have the advantage Two, I just think like the guys here, if it depends on what you like, like, like the, the stereotype in New York is the wall street, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, in Seattle, it's more the, like, like the mountain hike, like the mountain biker, like the rock climber, the, the, oh the Amazon, like, web developer you know that's kind of those those stereotypes and some people hate on that but I like it I'm like you know what I love the outdoors I love um I don't I don't want people work in tech they have money it's great like I have money you know like (laughs) I'm sorry like that does matter and I'm not going to be shy about that um yes I think Seattle definitely helped me I was able to find people like like like-minded people here for me so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and now everyone can pick up and move what
1: people in Seattle are really nice. My brother and his wife live in Seattle. She's also the Amazon people. And, um, I like, I really like their friends. I like the people over there. They're Everyone's so friendly. And I'm always like, where am I? I live in LA. Lauren lives in New York. Like, I mean, Lauren's been in a relationship for seven years and I've been struggling for seven years. No. So
2: <laughs> I could imagine dating in LA. Oh my God. Dating Props to you. Props to you. Cause that is just a whole, I, sometimes I do wish I could have like spent a month in LA or instead of a month in New York single and like seen what would happen if I like tried, <laughs> maybe I mean, I'll ask my boyfriend if I'm allowed to go pretend. <laughs> can
1: we just pretend we're not together for a <laughs> just,
2: just like be a dating spy. I just like. <laughs>
1: yeah. I had to fly all the way to Paris to go meet someone.
2: Are you serious?
1: Yeah. How did it pan out? Great. We're so happy.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy but <laughs> is he French or like yeah. was he just ha- like I was what? For
1: two months and I went on hinge and I started dating there and it's been so much better than the people in uh LA oh my god that's
2: awesome you know what it's so funny like dating in New York I was always attracted to guys who were not from New York you know what I, like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of get why you're not attracted to go- like LA guys
1: <laughs> yeah oh LA guys are like <laughs> they're okay you know <laughs> I'm not gonna shit on them but they're like are okay. Yeah. No, I also think that was Asha's
0: first official mention of the Frenchman on the podcast.
1: I think it was actually.
0: I feel honored. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing to me? You're making me open up.
0: I love it. Oh. And then my next question for you. So now we know Seattle helped the success rate, but it does also seem like you are a great first date if you feel like people keep coming back to you, which it seems like based on the tracking they were. So what do you think makes you such a great first date?
2: That's a great question. And I do think yes, my personality, as an extrovert, um, as someone who, yeah, I'm very comfortable. I make people feel comfortable. I talk to them as I've heard. And that's what I Mm -hmm. hope to do. Um, And yeah, I think people, I think I just ask a lot of questions. I'm engaged. I'm not like testing them. I don't like sit back and be like, hmm, are you going to ask me questions or like, you know, like I'm not like like that. Like, and um, I think I'm open and I'm curious. Like I really, like I get to the, I don't do a lot of small talk. I don't mind small talk. Like I, I can do it, but I definitely ask real questions. Um, And people did think it was a great date. Yeah, that was definitely like, this is the best I've ever been on, blah, 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 like stuff like that. And uh, it was nice to hear. But then I started, I think that's a trap too. If you are a talkative extroverted person who makes people feel comfortable, you do fall into the trap of like, every person being really like drawn to you and you're like you know yeah like, like, you're you, know, like, out, Sparky. like you know down down so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing that's that's when that's what happens when you don't try to be liked and you literally yeah. just be yourself like I'm not right. out here like trying to come off a certain way I'm just being like here's me
0: take it or leave it and most people want to take it because why not I'm I'm <laughs> I hear that feedback from a lot of extroverted people that sometimes it can be difficult to find out who you actually like because most people like you. And I certainly am attracted to people that like me. Um, And I think that there there can be difficulty in differentiating, like, do I just like this feeling because I'm enjoying being liked or do I actually like this person?
2: Yeah, I I think you do have to get to a point where you ignore the enjoyment you get from being liked because it does cloud your vision because I ran into this so much like especially with the guys who want a serious relationship or recently got out of one you know it's bad when they start treating like a girlfriend out the gate and you might feel like they really like you but really you're just a placeholder or you're just you could be anyone and that's just their default treatment to anyone that they like (laughs) it's just and that doesn't feel good you realize it's like wait like you're already like it's like after the first date you're texting me good morning good night like no, like, like why stop? It's so, ugh, maybe that's my avoidance, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, it feels fake and forced to me when it's like, you don't even know if I'm worth the energy of good morning, good night texts or whatever, mm-hmm. like guys who would plan like the fifth date on the first date with me. And it's like, mm-hmm.
1: oh
2: wow. yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're the guys here in Seattle, I don't know if this is the case in other cities, but like some of them are just so ready for a relationship where it's like they would just take anyone who would entertain it and that is a really big red flag yeah huge red flag i mean but like it makes sense like people like there are so many guys out there who do want relationships like people in my in my dms are like everyone here wants everyone out there wants something casual it's like they're out there i've seen it
0: (laughs) i promise Yeah. yeah So now all of our listeners are going to be moving to Seattle yeah. and then it's going to be the next New York.
2: Great. Please.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. it's so funny. Ash you
2: said that people in Seattle are so friendly. We do not have that reputation. I don't really know who your friends are. I'd love to meet them
1: <laughs> because people in Seattle, yeah. so they, my they, brother's they, friends are not mm-hmm. even from Seattle. They're like Chicago transplants. That's like, why, you know, yeah. like they're not from there. So I guess I can't really say people. Yeah. Cause like there's
2: me. something here called the Seattle freeze that yeah. people talk about that it's like people here in Seattle can be cold and also antisocial and kind of passive. And like, so as for me, for me, like an extroverted Jewish woman from New
0: York, I'm like, very. it's very easy. What do you think is the best app to meet somebody who you want to have as a partner?
2: I think Hinge is the best. Really? Um, yeah. I think Hinge, because it makes you uh, like and comment versus the swiping, it does change the your behavior on the apps and like who you reach out to. It makes you think a little bit more because you can't just immediately swipe on Bumble and Tinder. Um, you can just literally just swipe on the first picture. So Hinge makes you look before you leap. And uh, yeah, so I think Hinge is great. Bumble is good too, though. I did like Bumble. Tinder for me was trash. I know I went to a Tinder wedding this year, so like obviously it works, <laughs> but you know, uh, but that was my experience.
0: <laughs> I have a friend who met her husband on Tinder and they're they're pregnant now, so
1: congrats it's awesome I don't know why I always judge the fuck out of tinder because <laughs> you're always, judgy I'm I'm so judgy I know that <laughs> but like tinder for me I always judged it because I all I just I only thought tinder was an app for hooking up and then I went to Paris and like all my girlfriends that were single that I met out there, they were all on Tinder and I'm like, "Girl, you have to get off Tinder." Like Tinder is like horrible. It's like it's only for hooking up and they're like, "What are you talking about? Tinder is actually really good out here."
2: But that's a really good point
1: because location matters,
2: right? Yeah. Like it's like what is the app that more, more people are on? And maybe in Paris or wherever, it was it was Tinder and more people are using Tinder. And that makes sense. Like I think here in Seattle
0: more people are on Hinge. Yeah. What do you- what do you offer as app suggestions for profiles to get as many, you know, swipes and likes as you did?
2: Okay. So I think it actually has more to do with your activity. Like ladies, you gotta be liking and commenting too. You can't just wait
0: mm-hmm. to be liked
2: and commented on. Really important. I don't think I went out with like anyone that liked me. Only people I commented and liked first. Really? Yeah. I don't really like when I was looking at I you know, again, I'm very analytical. So I'd go through my matches and be like, what are the patterns here? And I notice that I mostly went out with guys and people. I also went out with women who, like, I liked and comment on them first. So hmm. yeah. And then, so that's number one, but on your profile, I would say, fill it out completely. Don't leave anything. Like if you're looking for a relationship, I think one immediate sign is like, if you see a non-filled out profile, probably not looking for anything serious. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Um, fill everything out. Don't be negative. It's so easy to be like, don't talk to me. If you're conservative, please don't do that. You're only, it's like, you want to, you want to talk about what you do want, not what you don't want. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people have a bad reaction on the apps and their immediate, like thing they want to do is delete the apps or write a thing on their profile. It's like, if you are this, don't talk to me <laughs> as a reaction to that bad Thing that happened. You know what I mean? Have you ever had yeah. that urge? Yeah. Don't do that.
1: I actually have seen that. Um, this is a personal question because yeah. you mentioned something about it. Do you prefer and you can obviously don't answer if you don't want to. Um, do you do you have a preference over men or women when it comes to long-term relationships?
2: I real so I've always been by obviously leaning more romantically straight, but like I would say that when I thought about what I needed, I realized it didn't need to be a man. Like you know what I mean? Like when I, when I needed what I was looking for in a relationship, like it doesn't really need to be a guy. Like it totally could be a woman, but I stopped dating women in Seattle because my ex is still here also dating women in Seattle. And it got a little weird for me. Uh, I I had a lot of anxiety about swiping on someone that he had dated because obviously like bi women are out there dating men and he's out there on Hinge. So it's like,
0: wait, your ex of six years is in Seattle now? Yeah, we moved here together and then I broke up and with moved him. Here together yeah. during yeah, yeah, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, then yeah. you both stayed.
2: Yeah. Wow. yeah. I can work. I like it here. I, I mean, I, I got a dog. I got... Okay, I, no, I, I, that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like it here. Yeah, we both liked it here. You know? So, and he saw me on the apps but removed me before I saw him. So, but I knew he was out there. We don't talk, but like, we definitely talked a few times after our breakup. So that's how I knew he was dating. And, and I my f- friends had seen him out and I knew had enough details of like one person he was dating that I'm like, Oh my God, if I run into this woman on the apps, like I just, just had this anxiety. So I stopped, but yeah. Otherwise I would have kept going.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you ever actually date the same person that he did? No, I just, it just like, I would the be swiping
2: that- and I would be looking for clues that it was this woman he was dating instead mm-hmm. of actually just looking at their profile.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. Yeah. And now so, we have the red-haired man, so
1: we don't- now even- we ha-
2: Yeah, exactly. So it's great.
1: <laughs> you meet red-haired man on Hinge or Bumble Hinge? Yeah. And did, you were the one that liked him first?
2: Yeah, I, I reached out to him first. And, you know, it was a very boring, normal, normal conversation. That's another thing about the apps. Like, stop trying to be funny and, like, witty yeah, and everything like work. that. No, you got to just make sure you have enough in common and then- you want to get off the apps as soon as possible. It should be like five to 10 messages back and forth. Then see if you want to meet in person, you mm-hmm. know, like it really doesn't take much or see if you want to get on the phone with them or do a video call, whatever you feel comfortable with. But like, just find out you have a couple of things in common. And then if they ask you a question and you want them to ask you out, a lot of people I talk to are like, he never asked me out. And it's like, okay, open the door, let him walk in. You say, mm. they ask you a question. You say, I'd be happy to talk more about that in person. Hmm. Then sit back. See if they like well, great. Do you want to get coffee? Awesome. If they don't, then just be like, I'd like to meet in person. Sometimes you have to be really direct.
0: Yeah. This is why I could never get back into the dating game because I would try to make it all witty comebacks and one-liners. I'd be oh, like, okay. you, can you can do that. You can do it. Just awesome.
2: just save it. Just save it, you know, because you're already awesome. And then you can be even more awesome when they when you show them that you're awesome funny. Guys, when my when my, when my boyfriend he texted me after I gave him my number, the first thing I was like. Uh, who's this? And he, like, luckily he thought it was funny, <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: Ugh, but I'm bad about that because I don't save anyone's numbers, so I have to like look for clues to figure out who it is because I never save their numbers. So I like scroll up in the conversation, like, oh, <laughs> hmm,
2: but but it that just, person might
0: say he
2: just is like, hey, it's me or whatever from the app. And oh, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, who? Or like, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what
0: All right, yeah. well, I think that this is the perfect time to get into our DMs questions. So we have two DM questions. The first one I want to ask is, what is the funniest DM that you have ever received? And I'm watching the panic on Osh's face because she doesn't know what I'm going to ask about the DM. And she's so worried if I'm going to ask the DM I'm not supposed to ask. But don't you worry, Osh. I'm adding in a question. <laughs> so is this for me? This is for you, yes. Okay, this funniest is the funniest DM you ever received.
2: On my dating account was this woman who was like, I think I went out with one of your 64. <laughs> she was like, I think I, yeah, because he said that he dated a cookbook uh, cookbook author, which I am, and she knew that, she was like, oh, uh, I think I know who this is, <laughs> and she like found me, and she found dating intentionally, and she uh, messaged me, she's like, I think I went out with the same guy as you. <laughs>
1: I wonder if it worked out with them. It did
2: not. It did not. Okay. <laughs> she followed up with me and told me. So that was like, a really, that was like probably not the funniest. So that was like one of the most wild DMs I've ever gotten.
0: That is a wild one. Yeah. But she wasn't messaging you to date you.
2: No, she was just okay. like, I think I've gone out with someone that you, you know, like
0: one of your 64. Crazy. And did he just message, mention that like on their date or did he put that in a profile?
2: No, I think he mentioned like they were pro- like, it's a, it's normal to talk about past dates, right? Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I went out with a cookbook author, you know, was he, I didn't have the account or, or the podcast when I went out with that guy. Mm, so okay. yeah. Wow, how funny. <laughs> yeah. So funny.
1: Okay. So our other DM of, the, of week the week is asking, I just got on the dating apps. What are three key dating app tips? And I know you touched on some like throughout the episode, but if you could just come up with like your three top ones for this listener. Okay.
2: Sure. Um, I would say when you're swiping, look, don't, you're not like looking for the one when you're swiping, you're just looking for someone where you think they're interesting enough where I want to talk to them. It's almost like, think of it like a virtual bar. It's like, you see someone across the room, you know nothing about them. You're just like, I want to just talk to this person and see what happens. That's all it is. Like lower the stakes. That's why, again, I say broaden your type, broaden your range. Like You can talk to people you might not find immediately attractive. Like with my current boyfriend, like I knew he was an attractive person. I just, I'm like, I'm not attracted to him, but I know that he is conventionally attractive. You know what I mean? Like someone yeah. would be into this. <laughs>
1: like, <yeah. laughs> obviously Someone i will now. find you attractive i'm yeah, sure
2: <laughs> obviously i am now okay well to be fair he had like seven different hairstyles on his profile that's like he has long hair short hair i'm like i don't know what you are right now but like fine <laughs> he's like i
0: just, just having a preferred options. hairstyle
2: well, I, well he is long hair now but like he had pictures of him with short hair on his profile too so i was like okay i don't know what i'm getting here but like interesting. he's
1: giving you options you know he's like i have yeah. variety whatever <laughs> one you like i can i can do all of it he is a rage.
2: Exactly. <laughs> is exactly. Rage. So <laughs> point being, just like, don't worry too much if you don't love the pictures. Like, that's not really the most important thing. Okay. Um, You can talk to them to see if you vibe. Just, again, it's just a conversation. And then the point of the conversation is just to get to the first date. The point of the first date is get to the second date. It's like small little steps. You're not, it's it's not such high stakes, you know? Okay, so that's my first tip. Second tip, Um, I already said, was ladies need to be doing more swiping, but I have more. (laughs) The apps take a lot of time, right? I would say spend 15 minutes a day at the end of your day, or maybe in the morning when you're in bed, whatever you is comfortable for you. I did 9 PM watching TV on my couch, 15 minutes, answering messages and swiping every day. So unless I had um, too many people I was talking to already, and then I didn't (laughs) because I had a rule where I was allowed to date three people at a time. I, I didn't have, I, I had like slots, like I date, get to a second date, cut them off, have an open slot, get someone else on there, you know, just kind of keep rotating through. I felt like I was on the bachelorette to be honest, like the whole time.
1: <laughs> that, no, <laughs> yeah. it's that's what it reminds me of for sure. Yeah.
2: It was great. So I would say like, a, a sub tip on that, like swipe and, and message people when you have time to actually date, right? Like I wouldn't go on Bumble's hard because of that 24 hour rule, right? If someone matches you, you have 24 hours to respond. So it's hard to do that. If you know, you don't have time that week to go on a date. So only I would say only is Bumble, if you're like, have a clearish schedule to like actually go out. Hmm. And I would say, uh, have hope, like, Be keep stay positive seriously no but like the apps can be really depressing when you're swiping for a while and um no no one seems good or like people are being weird one time a guy sent me a playlist to an album that was like some kind of erotica album like people are weird okay (laughs) like like it's okay and I would say don't do that thing where you're getting mad at the app and deleting it like I'm done with this like it's just part of the process and so I would say look Lower your expectations, actually eliminate your expectations and keep your standards high (laughs) That's on when it comes to the apps.
1: I have a question that's uh, related to the apps or related to the dates. That's not our question of the week. It's just a cautious question for you. Uh, How does it work with paying? Like I've had this conversation with my friends so many times because it's like such an uncomfortable thing on your first date, like who pays? So I think the general rule
2: in America is different, different in different cultures is that The person who asks for the first date pays.
1: Okay, that's what that's what my um that's also what in Paris someone else told me that too. But that is what I generally tend to lean.
2: I do think splitting is acceptable. Like if a guy asks me out and he says, "Can we split?" I'm not going to say no. Like,
0: yeah, I will judge him. No, (laughs) I'm going
2: to judge him for the date.
0: Then you would pay.
2: Yeah, but I never really did because they would
1: just yeah. yeah yeah. She didn't have an opportunity to ask people out because people were flocking. <laughs> they were like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, no,
2: I, guess. <laughs> yeah, no I, mean, I I, literally like, also that's why another reason why you don't do dinner first dates, like uh, a beer, a coffee, like, or an ice cream or something like these are $20 or less, you know, depending on how much that's you drink, true. I guess. But like, I would say that's why a first date should be a coffee, a, a, one drink, 45 minutes. yeah. People yeah. are like, I went on this four hour long date, second date, and like, what are you doing? Don't you have stuff to do? Like <laughs>
1: Um, my first date with said man was like five hours. Cause okay, we you also got food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. Good for you. There are always exceptions. I mean, but
0: Asha's is always a rule breaker.
1: So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really, like, it's rules and then she breaks them all. Exactly. <laughs> seen, like a really easy person to spend five hours with. So thank you so yeah. much. Wow, well, that's so nice. <laughs> I also have this thing that I'm like, if you're hanging out with me, like, I don't want you to leave. Like, let's keep hanging out. Really? Unless I don't like, like, I have food. stuff to do. No, I forget about all the stuff that I have to do. My brain's just like, let me just focus on how much fun I'm having. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's,
2: yeah, I don't know. I like, it's hard. Sometimes you want to get out of a date if that's going not well. Like I have a dog and that was always my excuse. Like if I wasn't having a good time and I'm like, you know, oh, I have to like go walk my dog now. So I'm going to have a
1: pretend dog from now. Well, if this one doesn't work (laughs) out, I'm going to have a pretend
2: (laughs) dog. And they'll be like, where's your dog? (laughs) Like when it does work out. This is so great. I really hope that your audience um, got some good value out of this because
1: I Definitely. Oh my gosh, Talia. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so great. I got, I definitely got so much out of this and I can't wait to keep listening to your podcast.
0: And please tell everybody where they can find you and continue to follow your work.
2: Yes. So you can find me at dating.intentionally on Instagram. The podcast is called Dating Intentionally. I don't have a website, just list two things. So you can come say hi to me. My DMs are open always always happy to chat whatever your dating issue is so hit me up
0: awesome thank you so much talia all right everybody well it's been another episode of damsels in the dms as always please subscribe rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform send us some dms and let us know what's going on in the world what you want to hear from our guests what you want to hear from us and all your thoughts on our rebrand until next time it's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.